all right so what is the fuzzy squirrel that is that is the question isn't it um i suppose there is the chance that you already know this that you're listening to this podcast because you've read the fuzzy squirrel and you're a fan um but maybe you're not so i had this thing that i did for a while um and i still hope to do it now called the fuzzy squirrel it's a pamphlet a collection of different ideas and concepts stories poems just expressions of humanity um i always put it out kind of anonymously everybody who knew me knew that i did the majority of it but i didn't do all of it um, there were other artists who would come in and contribute at times because the idea was not about who was doing it but the fact that humans were doing it and so if you were to ask me what the fuzzy squirrel really is it's just a collection of humanity and so as you listen these are a series of, of writings that have been done over the decades some of them new some of them old maybe you've experienced some of them before maybe this is your first time experiencing them but either way just know that this is an invitation for you to have a glimpse into my view of humanity not my idea of humanity but my view of humanity This is our last episode for a while. We are going to take a break, um, man, because i got a lot of other projects go- going on right now. So definitely check out those. Uh, be on the lookout on a couple of different podcasts. Um, got a podcast about names and other stuff. I've uh, been passing through some hard times. Uh, yeah, so look out for those. But fuzzy podcast. All right, so this last one, I'm not going to tell you about every single part of it because it's a lot. This is actually very much so in line with the traditional fuzzy squirrel pam- pamphlet. Um, We've got uh, we got petrified hashtag my life. Then there was one addict we be my son and me. Food for thought, property for sale, preferential treatment, effervescent emanation. Where were you when innocence died and millimeters mercury? Yeah, it's a lot, a lot. Um, so I hope that in this episode, as as we prepare for a break, I'll be back um, in the fall. I, I hope um, maybe not until winter, but hopefully in the fall I'll be back. Uh, But in between now and then, I hope that this last little one gives you a taste of what the Fuzzy Squirrel has always been, what it aspires always to be, a look into humanity. Petrified. Like a stone made, not formed, so stands the past in mind. For though it lived and breathed, even bred for a time, here it stands, alone, unmoved in time, taking flight. Like a rock formed, not made, by the hands of the natural order, and I weep at its feet, anointed with my bloody tears, trapped in that last beat. I wish I was that free. Hashtag my life. I don't do the whole Twitter thing. To be fair, I do indeed have a Twitter account, but only because I read somewhere that people my age 
are supposed to. And when looking for a job, it is suspicious to be completely absent from the social media scene. I literally sat on the floor in our house and created a LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook page that night. Years of my wife and friends trying to convince me meant nothing. But being told I was being profiled against when seeking employment was reason enough. That's not to say I don't use hashtags, you know, hashtag, the thing we used to call the pound sound or or number sign. I have a blog where I write and post pictures and whatnot. Well, again, one day I was reading about how to increase your readers for your blog, and it mentioned the importance of a proper hashtag. So since then, I try and make one or two hashtags for every post. I know. It's a pathetic trend, really, that I tend to only do things if I read it somewhere. But that's not why we're here. We're not going to talk about my insane fascination with the written word. We're going to talk about hashtag my life eventually. And I never cut to the chase. Um, hashtags. Hashtags are a curious part of Internet life. They really came on the scene because of the influence Twitter has had on the digital world, evolving over the past six years or so into the official way to find out anything about everything. Just do a quick search on the Internet, type in the thing you want to know about, leave out the spaces and put a hashtag in front and see what you get. Sure, there is a lot of information that this will miss, namely anything at all official, academic, older than 2009, in print only or otherwise, quote unquote, adult in nature. But then you shouldn't be using the Internet for the pursuit of factual knowledge without knowing these things are hard to come by in any world, virtual or otherwise. This ease of access leads people to start causes like Hashtag help me grow my own hair really long or hashtag want to go out for a date. This has also led to businesses trying to exploit this for marketing like hashtag I love hamburgers or hashtag eat at Joe's, but to no avail. Funnily enough, most businesses that start hashtag campaigns soon find their hashtag is inundated with connections to complaints and disgust. Pretty much for corporate America anyways, hashtags are only a means of observation, not direction. A recent attempt by the NYPD is signing up. Check out hashtag MyNYPD and see how an attempt at a passive, positive presence in the media turned into an outpouring of disgust and anger. Okay, I promise I have a point. Sometimes when writing, I forget it. And others, I didn't actually have one when I started. Hence my rambling. But whatever the case, by the end of my writing, there is a point to be found somewhere. Eventually. Uh, My life is complicated. To be fair, this is true for everyone and for quite a number of people out there. My life isn't complicated at all by comparison. One of the more convoluted properties of being an adult is keeping up with all the changes. Kids are always growing, bills coming and going, cars having issues, the news just updated, job searches, groceries, random parties and get togethers with friends and family. Don't forget homework. Did you finish that project? One of the real difficulties is just in trying to keep everything straight. In the hashtag world, you can set up a feed similar to a news channel. Instead of tuning into CNN every day to know what is happening around the world, you can just check in with hashtag Philippines and be up to date on what is going on in the Pacific Asian country with little to no difficulty. Okay, get ready. I'm finally going to make my point here. I need a hashtag for my life, a way to be up to date at all times with my own life, a way to know where I'm at and what I'm doing. What's important and what's a waste? Who I am and who I should be. Sure, there are technology age that can do some of this for me, but that's not what I'm talking about. The Bible, the Bible is my daily newsfeed tuned into hashtag K-A-W Roche. Um, Or or maybe even more accurately, it's tuned into hashtag God with a a K-A-W Roche filter. 
Either way, it is a concrete, universal means by which I can know what is really going on in my life because that's what hashtagging is really all about. Usable information at an up-to-date speed. And there's nothing in life more usable, more worthwhile, more relevant and to date than the Word of God for His people, His creation, His world. His message is timeless. His advice always sound. His updates are so current, they're downright prescient. There are evenings when I sit on the couch scrolling through headlines as my wife and I talk about our days. I'm catching up on life, on the world, on what has, is, and will be happening. Many mornings even begin with this same ritual. My days are filled with endless perusing, digging, looking at what is going on. Well, to be fair, not every day. The really good days are the days I'm too busy to check in, too busy to see what's going on, as those are oftentimes days spent not only being present in the moment with my wife and kids, but also being conscious in my walk in Christ. Commutes, listening to sermons, or better still, family car rides with all of us singing his praises. It is at these moments when I am tuned into hashtag God that complications fall away. And a thorough knowledge settles in. I know what's trending. I know what's going on. I need this. Maybe you don't get overwhelmed with a desire for knowledge or the desire for at least an illusion of security in a world with so many unknowns. But I do. That's why I need to hashtag my life. That's why I need to check in all the time to see just what's trending in the Word of God. And then there was one. Peace and tranquility flowing down the side of content, all played freely in the land of happiness. On occasion, they would journey to visit joy and understanding, even though they lived on the ocean of love. But one day came crashing hatred from the land of pain. And since that fateful day, only one remained. And that one went up in numbers, asexually producing fear and loathing, who went throughout the lands, amazed at what they saw before them, awaiting for their day to exploit and maim and maybe one day rule. Addict we be, my son and me. As a child, I always wanted to know, I see this now in my oldest who pours over science textbooks, studying up on the red shift of light in distant galaxies for fun as he gently rocks his little sister to sleep. I always thought that even though I would never acquire perfect knowledge like God, if I learned enough, life would make more sense. Maybe I could figure out how to help people or, or be knowledgeable enough to be trusted and respected. Maybe the, the complex vagaries of life wouldn't vex me so, or if nothing else, my familiarity with the facts would at least soothe my aching sensibilities. Alas, I have come to realize as time goes on that this belief of mine is not only flawed and wrong, but about as far from true as could be. Knowledge has brought me very little comfort in life. My brain has filled beyond the brim with information I oftentimes wish I could unknow. Sure, I enjoy being equipped to better help my family and friends in certain scenarios, and it feels good when, when people come to me for the knowledge I am known to possess, but it feels fine to be ignored when people just don't want to listen to you while it is an entirely separate experience when they ignore you despite your known knowledge level in a scenario. 
Being ignored for being ignorant is tolerable. Being ignored for having the gall to disagree is torture. Being ignored simply because you're being right is untenable, is downright infuriating. I wish I could tell my son to take the other road. Abandon knowledge as she will only disappoint you. Pursue a life of foolish because at least the fool possesses that which he seeks, namely folly. But I can't. No matter how much it hurts me, I can't shake my love for the pursuit of knowledge. Every new revelation fills me with wonder at our brilliant creator. Every fact makes me fall more and more in love with the thought and thinking itself. Snub me all you want, because knowledge is not something I pursue for recognition or self-work. I'm a bona fide addict, as is my son. We sometimes share what we learn with others, but we usually don't. More often than not, we simply gush about our intellectual growth to each other, us being kindred spirits and all. There are those who seek knowledge for glory, praise, or power, those who want attention or maybe even wealth, but addicts like my son and I do it out of necessity. We can no more quit desiring oxygen than we could the burning need for knowledge. It's just the way God made us. I wish I could change. Maybe it would grant me some new handle on my depression. Maybe that is also why my son is the only one of my children I see the strong signs of depression in, because he has a brain like my own. Maybe, or maybe it's just a coincidence. I just wish that I could take a break from this craving, from this need for a growing understanding, so that then when people brush me off or or try to deem my logic insufficient, I could acquiesce humbly without having to first murder the voice within my heart, that voice which whispers confidently, assuredly, now, We know which one of us is the smart one here, so why even bother pretending? Because, little voice, knowledge is not power. Information is not equal to standing. And having the right answers does not mean that anyone actually wants to hear them. Food for thought. Eat me, eat me, I beg to all. For I sit here filled with fulfillment, but none pick, brimming with beginnings, yet you hate my ends of justice and peace and possibly understanding, but instead, what the hey, you choose to eat cake. That's okay. I'll just wait, shouting, eat me, eat me. Property for Sale Imagine, if you will, a space, no place, which only exists with the blinks of an eye. This place, which glows with the most dark of lights, rests in the folds of our vision, co-inhabited by us all, yet never made home due to its barren condition. Until now, we have come to you all time and time again with our revolutionary devices specially designed to reveal the inner wonder of our scientists. We have poured out tankards of sweat, shelves full of tears, all into the greatest, most revolutionary of products, or whether properties. We have found a way to inhabit this space development already begun on Heavenly Home with three more sites, prospective palaces, Ardent acres and frivolous farms slated for development before the end of the year. This revolution in domiciles is truly unique, being accessible by the owner every blink. Not wink, not flutter, not sleep, regardless of the current location of the body. Pioneered by the late Dr. Barston, the majority of details for our endeavor are still heavily guarded secrets. But suffice it to say that we use some advances in nanotech-assisted transdimensional travel to allow for the transport of materials and laborers from across the realm to enable the assimilation of the assets into custom castles of comfort. Just imagine... 
your very own mansion filled with every amenity to be found in the 20 dimensions, cascading flowers, gardens of gourmet garnishes, all the parrots you would ever want. Agents have already been mobilized, awaiting all prospective buyers. Warning. Properties should only be occupied for one blink, one-tenth of a second, at a time due to increased risk of loss of life from physical neglect syndrome, a disorder characterized with extreme levels of contentedness and total disregard for one's corporeal shell. Preferential treatment. When attention be given in both place and time to an objective person, though they be unkind, here we find that thing, which results in the plot around the world daily seen and never forgot of children and parents slowly wasting away, diligently attempting to halt their decay, or beggars forlorn in streets asking alms from we well-fed and adorned with their clawed palms. Sigh in awe, for we are the preferentially treated, almost never defeated, for lifted up be we in the land of anarchy, separated in hate, killing all cultures in wake, for strongest makes right, regardless of the sight of blood on our hands from the wars in their lands, not fought in space, but in the mind's place. Effervescent Emanation Some wonder where they come from, others where they're going. But if you ever stopped and found yourself in the middle, what, what I mean to say is, I know who I am, and I know perfectly well what lies ahead. But seriously, where the hell am I? Well, okay, to be fair, let me go back to the beginning. I was born to a couple of nobodies in a nobody hospital in a nobody city. You know, we really do need to come up with a new name between city and town. It used to be a city was this big, important place. But nowadays, most cities mean nothing. That's where I'm from, a nothing city. I grew up with a normal childhood, which really just means that you should stop reading now. Seriously, just stop. What, you're still reading? Whatever, it's your time you're wasting. Well, actually, that's not fair. Though my past and future are utterly banal, the present does have some interesting bits. Like that last statement, banal? Why do I even know that word? And that it means dull and unoriginal. W whatever. So I grew up into an adult version of my childhood, a walking ball of nothing interesting at all, wrapped with a nobody important shell. I knew my death would be like my birth, and that my family, if I were to ever have one of my own, would be just like the one I was raised in. And to be honest... That's what my story always was. Even now, in the midst of this moment, I know that before long, I will be back to myself. That is, back to being nobody. But right now, right now, I have a name. I am Reginald G. Bellows, and I am currently the host of an extraterrestrial being named Ziglax from the Helix Nebula, a Gazorian, to be precise, and we are currently giving birth. Uh, apparently... Gazorians first left their home a couple hundred millennia ago. In searching for a new home, they sent colonists in every direction possible. Since it would be too long for any one traveler to ever make the journey and return with news, the explorers were each altered slightly with a new version of what we think of as a biological clock. Most beings live, breed, and die. I know, I know, there are exceptions, but I said most, didn't I, Jeesh? Anyhow, 
These Gazorian explorers were altered so that they were temporally locked into this cycle, unable to die until the process was complete. Funny thing about Gazorians is that they are a very picky breed of parasite, requiring precisely the right kind of host to birth their children. They don't harm the infected, mind you. In fact, they grant a temporary blessing, if you will. As long as a pregnant Gazorian inhabits a host, it exponentially increases the being's intelligence, perfecting their intellect so that they can now perform at a truly optimal level. Fortunately for me, Gazorians take 10 years to complete labor as they give birth to 5 million offspring at a time. Unfortunately for me, Zidglax here has about 30 minutes left in labor. When she's done, I'll be fine. I won't die or be in pain, but I will go back to my normal, mundane, very dull self. Zidglax will die, but she's okay with that. She finally found a planet with enough dumb sentience to be compatible hosts for her kind. She has already sent off 500 of her children towards home to deliver the good news. The rest will arrive far more quickly than she got here as she sent them using directed subspatial transport. The trip should take a mere two years. Within 10 years, the Earth will be overrun with Gazorians. But I'm sure there will only be a few of us humans objecting to the cycle of the occasional bout of advanced intellectual capacity. Okay, gotta get to the point before I run out of time. I started telling you all this because, to be honest, I'm in a real pickle right now. See, for the past five years, I've been the world's most renowned brain surgeon, and I am currently in the middle of a complicated and complex operation that, to be honest, only I can do. Rather, only with the help of Ziglax can I do. We have about four more hours to go, but in 28 minutes, I'm going to forget everything I know about neuroanatomy, the resection of tissue, etc. I won't even know how to use a darn scalpel when she goes. No one around can see the Gazorians coming off of me. Only the infected can see them. Worse yet, everyone around me is too smart on their own to be a suitable host, so I can't even just hand off the procedure to someone in the room after they are infected by one of Ziglax's kids. Nope. I'm screwed. So, there you go. I came from a nothing life. I will certainly be back there within a month when I can no longer do surgeries. But right now, right now, I am on the edge of a nightmare. How am I going to tell this kid's mom I simply forgot how to do surgery? Where were you when innocence died? Spring and summer are great times for youth. Yeah, the presence of winter brings its joys, but the absence of walls is by far the best feeling a youth can feel. Whether they be city streets or farm fields, tiny feet will run them ragged, chasing the shadows of adventure and discovery. But a day will come, though the youth don't understand when spring and summer shadows will be cast on their soul. Though the birds sing songs, hearts still beat wearily. This entrapment of enjoyment cannot be prevented. The only external can be found in environment. So where were you when innocence died? Were you drowning in the quagmire of social strains? Were you diving head first into the world at large? Were you strolling lazily down a street, sideswiped while unaware? Or were you just getting started? feeling freedom for the first time thrusted into life before your lungs had ever taken their first breath. Millimeters mercury. In?
and out. Now you've got it. No more than usual, just getting tired. Come on, in and out. Can't expect it all yet. All there wasn't now forces in, but in and out. That's the way. Because it will never end, not till you've been done. Again, in and out. You'll never get the answers. Just more questions ahead. But you'll learn to adjust. One more. In and out. There you go. Life was never fair anyways. You always knew that. So just forge on. Breathe. Press on. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The Fuzzy Podcast is a production of Salt Light Love Ministries. All rights reserved.